But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas's idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hello, everyone, and welcome to Give Us a Second. A mini-show series. Brought to you by the greatest moments in the history of forever. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. And this is our 47th Give Us a Second, and now we're discussing Yellow Jackets Season 1, finally. The long-awaited Yellow Jackets discussion that I just feel like you've been teasing Teasing forever. Folks, you've had plenty of time. To check out season one of Yellow Jackets, and I think you'll have at least another couple of weeks to check out Pam and Tommy on Hulu, because we're gonna get to that too eventually. But here we are, back from our various travels, recording a bunch of shit today, and now we're finally gonna discuss Yellow Jackets, which aired on Showtime starting at the end of last year and into the beginning of this year. A brand new show that, from all indications, seems to be a pretty big hit for Showtime, which probably needed one. Yes, I think so. Although I'm hooked. I don't know if I got Showtime to watch Yellow Jackets, but I'm happy I have it now. There's some more streaming options with it. I think you might have had it before. Maybe I did. I don't remember. Not too far ahead of it, though. It's a fairly recent endeavor for me. So before we jump into Yellow Jackets, let's remind everyone to follow the show on Twitter at GreatestPod. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. If you enjoy the show, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know on Twitter if you'd like a sticker, and we will send that out to you for free. You can slide into the old DMs if you want. Absolutely. And find us on Letterboxd, Zach1983, Matt Crosby. Not checking in shows on there, though. Well, some, if it's like a miniseries. Okay. Like Pam and Tommy. Did you check that in? Yeah, I wrote like a really long review. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But stuff. Yellow Jackets is not on there because it's a traditional show, which mm-hmm. is one of the talking points, really, is how many people expected this to be completely resolved by the end of season one. I saw that repeatedly. I don't know. All I over the place. It's become more and more of a thing now where it's just a miniseries and not a show that's expected to go longer. So I guess I get why people sort of expect that now, especially when you see a couple of bigger name actresses in it. Look, it's not. it ain't exactly the A-list, but... You know, it's just some recognizable, certainly playing the adult characters. I guess before we really start, I want to say that this is not going to be in any way, shape, or form a traditional episode of the show where we start at the beginning and work our oh way through God. it or anything like that. Eight hours long. Right. We're just going to try to hit on a few topics. I think it's really crucial to see the show first, probably. So if you are a longtime listener of the show and have downloaded this and have not seen Yellow Jackets yet, I can't really say that this is going to be the easiest thing to listen to because we're not really going to explain everything. We're going to kind of jump around to different topics and theories. I want to keep it relatively short. I don't want to go too crazy with it. But, hey, it's up to you. I mean, Do what you want to do. It's certainly a heavy plot show. I mean, a lot happens. Yeah, and we're not going to really fixate on the plot as much. And we're probably going to jump around with character names and stuff in a way that might be tricky if you're not familiar with who we're talking about. So the show was created by Ashley Lyle and 
Bart Nickerson. There's a couple of other familiar names, though, in, in the credits. Karen Kusama is one oh, of the producers, yeah. and she directed one of the episodes. The director of one of my favorite films, Jennifer's Body, That's including right. a, and a few others as well. And the finale of season one was directed by Eduardo Sanchez, director of The Blair Witch Project. Oh. The original. Wow. In 1996, a team of New Jersey high school soccer players travels to Seattle for a national tournament while flying over Canada. Their plane crashes deep in the wilderness, and the remaining team members are left to survive for 19 months. The series chronicles their attempts to survive while also tracking their current lives in 2021 right so yes the first season has a dual timeline going on present day and then the time of the crash in 1996 and you're right you say they crash in the wilderness i always picture that they're on an island but i guess that's not really true right no they're just near a lake yeah yeah it just gets in your head because the similarities to lost (laughs) yeah well i think that lost will probably come up a little bit during our discussions here because that is the fear with the show is that you don't want it to turn into lost you want everything that's introduced to be explained misty writes not penny's boat on her hand (laughs) everything to connect yes so on and so forth i will say that out of the two timelines the 1996 one is infinitely more interesting absolutely than the current one although the current one starts to ramp up by the end of season one yeah yeah, yeah. the last couple episodes well, it, there's a lot of filler it feels for like, sure with the current one it, it almost feels like it's taking like too long to build yeah throughout the series but then they hit you all at once the hook of the show is that there's a lot of shit that we don't know, and it's sort of what really happened out there to these girls. It's sort of the old thing of a lot of them went out there, not all of them came back, and the yeah. ones that came back weren't the same anymore. So what happened? Obviously, cannibalism seems pretty heavily foreshadowed, if not explicitly laid out to us in the very first scene yes. of episode one. But then the show sort of flirts with the supernatural at times. But there's also cult-like elements. There's symbols that we don't understand. All kinds of different things are thrown at you. How will this all connect? What will the story be? We don't know. And that's what reels you in. Yeah, what for exactly sure. happened? It's the mystery. They introduce a bunch of questions without even asking the questions. They just give you information. Like, these four adults are alive. There are way more than four kids. Yeah, that's the big thing. Where are the rest of them? Obviously, not everyone's coming home. What happens? Because the plane crash happens at the end of the first episode, more or less, something like that, and a lot of them survive. Yeah. So there's a lot of girls walking around in this wilderness at first, and then you're like, okay, well, we're only seeing grown-up versions of Misty, Thaisa, Shauna, and Nat. And maybe it's Where are the rest of them? uh, The way I was reacting to it, but when I watched the first episode... It feels to me like Jackie is like a main character and you're immediately like, okay, well, she's not around as an adult. Yeah, like, I, I do think that the the teen version of Jackie played by Ella Purnell is a main character. She starts off the leader of the group and sort of her journey and what happens to her throughout the series is one of the most interesting parts because in the first episode, she is like the connective tissue on the team. She's yeah, she's the, the one captain that tries to be friends team, with everybody. And she's a leader. Yes. But once she's removed from that environment and into their new environment, she sort of loses grip on all of that. Yeah, she's accustomed to a certain societal hierarchy. And once that's stripped away, she can't adjust. 
and is cast adrift almost and yeah. is struggling to keep maintain keep together. Yeah. So there's a lot of things that you notice upon rewatch, which I did hurriedly in the days leading up to us recording this because it had been a while. As we said, we initially intended to record this before I went on my little trip. And so that was like weeks ago now. Right. And I was like, well, you know what? I feel like I need to rewatch this to really get get it fresh. And on a rewatch, you start picking up on a lot of things that might kind of pass you by or you forget the first time. And one of them is everything to do with Lottie. So yeah. as it should be pointed out, spoilers out the ass at this point. We're, We're not gonna going to mention that again. Yeah. Season one builds to a big cliffhanger with the reveal that not only is Lottie the character that has the horns and is leading this is, insane ritual that they're doing. And it's kind of like set up as like the future villainess. Of some kind, or right. the leader. We don't yeah, really yeah. understand exactly what the dynamic is. She ends up still being alive, shockingly, although we don't see her modern day version, but right. that's the reveal at the end. And as you said, yeah, something takes a turn out there in the woods and she seems to be at the center of it. But a lot more is foreshadowed that you probably might miss the first time, including the stuff with her antipsychotic drugs. Yeah, and, and you saying it like brought it back to my memory. It's just one of the details. Foreshadowing, it's almost like they're broadcasting it for you. But you do lose sight of that stuff because you... There's you, so many details and so many characters. In and two so many different timelines. Yeah. It, when you go back and you rewatch, you're like, oh, yeah, it's obvious now that Lottie is the one that's right. going to take this turn and that things are happening and even in her because a lot of the characters get their own little personal flashbacks to when they're even younger Uh before they were lost in the woods and hers is basically showing that she might have some sort of psychic ability to see into the future where she seemingly saves her and her parents from an oncoming car accident that's right and that her parents address this by thinking that she's crazy and that's maybe where the drugs start and then once out in the woods the drugs run out and then shit starts getting wild. The visions are coming back. Yeah, and some of the girls are very reluctant to follow, and then others seemingly are buying in right away, one of which is Van, who goes through her own traumatic event, and then it seems more willing to buy into this. Uh-huh. But there's also the foreshadowing of having Lottie stand in front of the antlers, which you know I would not have picked up on the first time around, and then... Yeah, rewatching it, you're like, it hits you over the face. You're like, oh, there's this shot of her with the antlers coming out of her head almost. By the way, in the, the van traumatic event thing, when that actually happens, were you thinking there was any chance that she was surviving this encounter? They realized that they needed to kill off characters. Yeah, yeah. So that seemed like reasonable enough. It right. It leaves you thinking she's dead and then she's not dead. And, and it seems like a long attack. Yeah. And there's some questions about that, too, because of Thais's sleepwalking and seemingly like her split character, which almost seems like something out of a Jordan Peele movie or like oh, yeah. Us or something. There's like a second version of Thaisa that exists right. where she sleepwalks and eats dirt or something. But she's like <laughs> up in a tree. Yeah, yeah. And so that whole sequence seems very surreal and you're almost doubting what you're seeing because you're at the perspective of like, well, what the fuck is she doing up in this tree now? And then the wolves are there. And then in modern day, she's seeing visions of wolves. Right. And it's clear that the characters who survive and come back are haunted by what happened well, in absolutely. various ways. Yes. Shauna is haunted by her best friend, Jackie. And Thaisa is haunted by these wolves. And Nat has struggled with substance abuse issues and is coming out of rehab at the beginning of the show. Yeah. 
Misty's the only one who seems unfazed because she's a psychopath. <laughs> Misty, the kid, to me, see, even though she obviously has problems and is like kind of nuts, the Misty kid character, I, I don't know, it seems sympathetic to me in a way that her adult character does not. Oh, yeah. She's experienced some sort of bullying and yeah, trauma that's right. made her into this person. But I do think that as you go along through the show and more and more is revealed... It's almost, it's not quite the same thing, but it's almost like learning that you have an unreliable narrator. It's almost like you're, you're learning that you have unreliable main characters where you're oh, like, yeah. maybe these main characters aren't the good guys. And they all give you various reasons to believe that. But then you're also like, is there any good guys then? No. <laughs> right. Everybody who went out there came back fucked up. Yeah. I wanted to point this out before we Go moved ahead. on from Sorry. Lottie and her foreshadowing. The last episode of the season is called Sick Transit Gloria Monday. Mm. Thus passes the glory of the world. Why is this important? Well, it's something that is used, an expression in Latin that is used when there's like the, I don't know if crowning is the right word, but like okay. the, de- the declaration of a new pope. Oh, okay, right. The like, passing of the torch. And this is where really her ascension now, Lottie. Yes. In the last episode where things come full circle from the teaser at the beginning. Not quite, because we don't know which girl they're eating. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we know that she is the one that's going to lead them down this path with this fucking symbol and the rituals and all this other shit. The hard part about the show is it does seem like, based on how things are going that they would be in a much worse position. That They all look relatively healthy still by the time we get to the end. Doesn't it seem like things would be a lot rougher? I mean, they're talking about how they don't have any food for well, quite a yeah. while. I mean, sometimes you just have to. Okay, just go with it. Suspension of disbelief yeah, yeah, a little bit. That's fine. They're not making these girls starve themselves for this show. I had a question for you on the two different timelines. How fast is time moving in 96 versus the current? Like, how much time is passing between the two? Well, it's happening. Oh, it's like almost a Dunkirk type question. Yeah, yeah. I think the time in 96 is moving faster. Yes. It's like months are going by. Are you willing to say months? months? A couple of months, yeah. Because a couple times characters say weeks. Yeah. The adults, it's what, maybe a couple weeks? Yeah, something like that. For the whole, yeah, season. Yeah. Okay. I don't know that that's like super crucial to understanding anything, but... I do think less time is passing in the present. For sure, but it makes you think about how much time is passing in 96. We know from references that characters make in the show that the girls were out there for 19 months. Yeah. I don't think that whatever is happening in modern day is supposed to take place over 19 months, even by the end of the show. That just seems unrealistic. I think the show is more contained in present day. So I think... Yeah, they're probably jumping faster in the past to like make them sync up a little bit more. Uh-huh. One of the big focal points of fan interest and fan theories and all these different things is everything to do with Jackie and also the pit girl, as she's being referred to, the girl that falls into the pit at uh-huh. the beginning because she's wearing Jackie's necklace. We see the necklace the girl is wearing. She seems to be killed and then eaten is seemingly what we see. It's hard to tell exactly. And then later, when we get the lead up to the trip in the 96 timeline, we see that Jackie's wearing the same necklace. However, once you finish season one, Jackie seems to die at the end of episode 10, but not by falling in a pit on a spear. She freezes to death. Takes that necklace. Yes. So it seems likely that 
Pit Girl is somebody else yeah. that we don't know yet. I found the uh, Jackie death to be a little bit underwhelming, actually. Well, the I was relieved that it for her. <laughs> well, okay, it, it could have been so much worse. Right, yeah. <laughs> she got off easy. That's true. It almost seems like a dumb accident, though. She yeah. just like falls asleep and then there's a snowstorm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I love the build though because yes. we understand Shauna's guilt and Shauna's survival guilt. Shauna is played by Melanie Linsky in the current timeline. She's Jackie's best friend. They have a falling out. She was sleeping with Jackie's boyfriend. Before they went on this trip, she ends up pregnant. This all comes out while they're out there. It leads to this big blow up that a lot of the other girls are sick of Jackie too because she doesn't pitch in and she hasn't been a a big of a help and she's not going along with what they think, which is increasingly weird because they Uh all got dosed with mushrooms and now they're, they're kind of following in the path of a psychotic maniac (laughs) so jackie's not exactly wrong to be questioning them but she's isolating herself and then they kick her out of the house as everyone is kind of starting to just act weird i know she doesn't indulge in the mushrooms which helps here but i would say that that throughout the season there's this element of her being like what the fuck is wrong with you guys she's always sort of yeah like she doesn't she is not embracing this in a way that is off-putting to everyone else because they feel like they're doing all this work right and she's just sort of eating and not helping and yeah yeah she doesn't do herself any favors not that she really deserves to die for that but she's isolating herself from everyone for sure especially when she has her blow up with shauna which is like really and not that she wasn't justified to be pissed but like Shauna's her only bridge like her only buffer from everyone yeah. else who was like had it with her and so they force her to go outside and then when Shauna wakes up and realizes what's happened, it's very poignant. Like, it's a real moment oh, yeah, of, it's like, upsetting. this loss and regret. And then she's carrying that as an adult still. But Which there was already some guilt overhanging her with their relationship. Right. So in modern day, her and her husband, who was Jackie's boyfriend that was cheating on her uh-huh. with Shauna, they go to Jackie's parents' house every year for a brunch to celebrate Jackie's How uncomfortable birthday. was that? Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. My point is she goes into Jackie's bedroom. She picks up this diary. And in the diary, there's a section that says which character Jackie would be from these different movies or something. It's some weird little... What is this? Our diary? Yeah, I know. Me. (laughs) Literally every episode of our show. And viewers noticed that some of the films listed in this diary came out after 1996. Yeah. And so this was brought up as, was this a mistake? Titanic comes out in 1997. It would not have been out yet. All of these different things. And it seems to be confirmed by the showrunners that this was intentional and not a mistake and that this will be explained at some point. And so someone was writing in Jackie's diary after the fact, but it's also led people to think Jackie's not really dead. Which brings me to my next point. And this ties in with Lost. Go ahead. It was a long-winded way to get here. Yeah, yeah. I hope they don't fuck this up by doing <laughs> dumbass shit. I didn't want Jackie to die yet. I actually thought it would have been awesome if Jackie was still alive and they shocked everyone and showed up at this fucking reunion that they built towards yeah, or something. Right. I was half expecting that. But the, the whole thing with the parents not knowing what the deal was. She comes back always... looking like the mom from the original Pet Cemetery, just like <laughs> dug herself out of the grave. No, but okay, mm-hmm. so since that didn't happen and she dies at the end of episode 10, then I want them to stick with that. I don't want them to retcon things or change things 
or to keep teasing us with different things. I think it was fine to do the Van thing once with Van, the character. Right. You can't go to that well more than once because then you start to think that things, the stakes aren't real anymore. Yeah, yeah. You can't just you change just mean like the fake the out fact. of a death. Yeah. So once you've committed to something happening, you can't change it anymore. Right. I think teasing us, if in other words, if we start season two and Jackie's somehow still alive or comes back from the dead or something stupid, that might be I'm out type territory for me. And I hope I don't have to go there with this because I enjoy it, but I don't want dumb shit to happen. Well, that's the problem when you're always sort of dancing around it and never really fully committing to one way or the other. What do you, the supernatural thing? Yeah, yeah. Like just the idea that it's like. Okay, we're going to make some things weird, but it's never clear that it's actually crossed that line into yeah. to like the surreal, which is cool, but you always have to like balance it right. It seems to be confirmed that she's dead, but I'm still a little nervous. I do think that the indication is that Ella Purnell will still appear on the show potentially as a ghost or envisioned in some kind, but yeah. I don't know. And the the thing with the diary is weird. Yeah. We don't know who wrote in it or what is going on with that. And the necklace is also a big thing. It's like, well, okay, is she still alive and then gets killed later? Who knows? We don't know. They don't do anything in the show to indicate that there's like a burial or they burn her body or anything. I don't remember that. No, because you're pretty much right at the end. And then the last thing that you see is... Lottie with the bear heart. But I will say, she seems pretty dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More dead than Van seemed, Right. I guess. <laughs> okay. I love that Van has basically almost been burned to death twice. Oh, I know. The first time, Jackie pulls Shauna away and is like, don't save her <laughs> in the plane. That's and right. then I love that she just shows back up and she's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's actually like a legitimate laugh where she's just like... Uh, did you expect me to be dead? <laughs> but then Jackie makes up for it when she saves Van from the plane roto thing. Yeah, yeah. It's weird, though. I do think that Jackie redeems herself at various points, but they, she never gets credit for it from well, anyone. That's true, yeah. She's legitimately nice to Misty and helps her with the makeup and tells her yeah, she's yeah. beautiful. And Misty seems like very nice. But then when Jackie's being kicked out of the group and sent outside, Misty seems like oddly happy about this. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they were all harboring some long resentment there. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She was like the little princess of the team. And right. now that she's useless out here in the wilderness, they just resent her. And it's oddly Thaisa who seems a little bit defensive of her. But Jackie doesn't like Thaisa because Thaisa obviously wanted to be captain of the team. And she pulls that move where she injures that girl. Oh, yeah. And just, I don't know, they have like a little bit of a rivalry over who controls the team back at home. It makes me go back to that first episode and like view it through a different lens because there's that scene where Jackie is kind of going to the girls like one by one and telling them why they're great or whatever. And now, and like, I think it's a good scene. And like, you're really buying into all this, but it makes me think in their minds while this is happening, they're just like, oh, fuck you. (laughs) See, no, but I don't know that they they did. They bought into it then. Yeah, I think it was when when the layers get stripped away and yeah. if she would have conducted herself differently. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. But she just refused to participate and be a part of it. Right. Was and it's almost like she had this strong presence that's just no longer there. And weirdly enough, I think that the death of Laura Lee is a huge moment because I, I have a feeling that for some reason, based on stuff we see, Laura Lee takes 
Lottie out into the lake and baptizes her. Right. And Lottie seems to like follow what Laura Lee says. And then Laura Lee dies. And then Lottie is just like off the chain. Right, right. Point. Like yeah. I think Laura Lee was like somehow well, keeping her grounded. The initial vision stuff with Lottie seem more positive. She's having visions of things like she's trying to pre- prevent something bad from happening. Yeah. And then it sort of shifts. <laughs> it doesn't really seem like preventative actions anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But I just think that if Laura Lee was there, they wouldn't have kicked Jackie out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they had to get her out of the picture, like from a writing standpoint. <laughs> she was like such a... She was the angelic presence. She was like the good Christian girl, and right. she's like, we can't do this. And now she's gone, and now it's just like, you know, <laughs> Satan. <laughs> Spawns of Satan yeah. out there. <laughs> okay. I think we've pretty much covered the supernatural stuff. The teddy bear catches fire in Laura Lee's attempt to leave when she takes that plane. Right. I didn't love it. You said that you thought maybe the fire started somewhere else in the plane. It just looks like it's on the bear first. That was the way I was able to convince myself. There was that whole thing with Lottie being like, it doesn't want us to leave. And she seems to be talking about, I don't know, the woods or something. Yeah. I don't I don't really know. I mean, the bear just spontaneously combusting into fire. I'm just not ready to say that that is happening even though that's what it looks like <laughs> even though i'm not a fan of that i'm willing to accept that more than retconning things that you've seen with your own eyes and just being like well this person's not actually dead but i'm just like i think you could buy that this plane is sort of faulty yeah <laughs> yeah know? it explodes in right. midair yeah <laughs> i do think that they're toying with the supernatural stuff i think that there's no way to just see the events in this movie and be like nothing is supernatural True. it's completely grounded in reality well, yeah especially when we're ending with some sort of I don't know, voodoo, sacrificial like relationship to potentially further one's political career. Yeah, it seems like they want to have a little bit of a balance, but at this point so far, we don't know how far they're willing to go with it and yeah. commit to it. There's some other supernatural moments as well. There's actually some legitimately scary moments. I thought the first time you see like the guy with no eyes in oh, yeah. his flashback right. to when she was little is scary. I thought the first time they go into the attic is kind of scary. Oh, I agree. That house is creepy in general. There's definitely like some good scenes like that, some tense moments. Later on in the first season, there's some music that sounds very reminiscent of Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's work for yeah. Fincher. And it adds that layer of dread, like yeah. that dread-inducing music. It's not Reznor and Ross, but it sounds very similar mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, it's effective even in the baptism scene, which starts out sort of sweet i guess you know maybe a little misguided i'm not really right. sure what they think they're doing but okay it's fair enough but then once it starts happening you're like wait a minute this feels weird and then lottie's thinking that she's in the basement of somewhere or yeah some un- underground place and then she sort of loses all grip on reality after that and <laughs> this is the girl that's gonna lead us <laughs> another terrifying part adult misty's date <laughs> yikes yeah, we should say that adult Misty is Christina Ricci. Adult Nat is Juliet Julia Lewis. Lewis. So there are some familiar faces. I did like a lot of the Juliet Lewis, Christina Ricci combo. I thought that was sort of fun. Yeah. Nat is more like the badass grunge chick. Alternative, I guess would be the right term. It's sort of post grunge. Has done some things. like hard living. Oh, by the time she's an adult anyway. Well, even back then, yeah, yeah. it seems like she was already into drinking and drugs and promiscuity. And all right. her father accidentally blows his brains out after she had been pointing a gun at him and all kinds of Yeah, weird that's shit a wild scene. <laughs> yeah. 
So let's close with Thais's dark side and the sleepwalking that lead to the odd shrine in the yeah. basement of her house. Are you 100% that Ty did the shrine? No, not okay. 100 All right, all right. Because I do think the door is open that somehow Lottie's tied into that. Too. Yeah, like Lottie's that? group, yeah. I think it's, it's more likely that it's the smirk fun. on her face, <laughs> yeah, right. which seems to be too convenient for them to yeah. put that right there. You don't get that nefarious vibe from the adult tie up Although to that she, moment. See, that's the thing. They all do shit. True. She's the one that hired that lady pretending to be Jessica Roberts. Right. Yeah. To investigate her quote unquote friends. But they all have done stuff. Sure. <laughs> yes. Fucking adult Shauna murdered the man. <laughs> well, I don't Missy, think she would call it murder. God only knows yeah. what she's done. It seems like anything is <laughs> like, yeah. on the table. She also seems like she's, I think she murders someone. I think we're saying that's murder, right? When. Right, at the very end. Her captive, yeah. yeah. And then Nat, despite her rough exterior, seems like maybe the most pure at heart so far. Yeah. I mean, the biggest struggle with the Nat adult character storyline is it just seems like way too much time spent trying to figure out whether or not Travis actually killed himself. (laughs) I know it's like a big plot point, but it just seems like it's too many scenes of her being like, well, maybe he did just kill himself. No, I think she finally, she only does that at the end, right before it's confirmed that he didn't. Right. (laughs) Yeah, she's adamant that he didn't, and then she sort of starts to believe that he did because there's nothing else to believe anymore. Mostly because Shauna lied about what was going on with the guy she killed. Right, and then it's confirmed that Lottie closed out Travis's bank account, and that those candles underneath his body were actually that weird symbol. Yeah, which by the way was already in the woods. Remember? Yeah, yeah. It's not a symbol they made up. Right, it was right. Like already there. So who the fuck knows? And then we skipped over the part in Jackie's dream when she dies. There's that guy in the background. That's right. Talks. And yeah. it's like, what does this have to do with anything? That was a little disconcerting. It seems like there's going to be some sort of like magical evil force or spirit or some shit. A black smoke monster. Van was referencing <laughs> not being alone out there in the woods when she exited her body or whatever happened. That's right. But anyway, Thaisa is in this election that she seems doomed to lose, but then suddenly wins. Her sleepwalking has returned, and it seems to be more than just sleepwalking. Sleepwalking seems to be something that they're just throwing at it, like a name. Yeah. She seems to be almost like this other thing. And like I said, it is sort of reminiscent of something out of like Us from like Jordan Peele or something yeah. like that. People have speculated that she's this other person, like there's a split personality or something, and that is who did the shrine, and that like her good version doesn't really even know about it. But that that but then the sacrifice smirk. led to her winning and that possibly she's tied in with whatever's going on with Lottie. So the season ends with Lottie's cult members who yeah. are, I don't think were in the wilderness with them, but just people that have joined this cult now kidnapping Nat. And that's when we learn that Lottie's still alive. And so I think the two biggest questions as far as like our original four women are, is Thaisa somehow connected? Is Misty somehow connected? Right. It doesn't seem like Shauna and Nat, obviously not Nat, she gets kidnapped. Yeah. But also, did anybody know that Lottie was still alive? Is this news to them? I can't, it seems like it has to be because how do they not bring it up? They talk about the past. Yeah. They talk about who would be out to get them or whatever. To me, the way it's portrayed on the show, it's only those four. And they never mention Lottie. Right, right. So, I'm theorizing that at some point this group of four 
and maybe Misty has defected from Lottie's group. They break off, separate themselves from whatever was going on, and escape. And that's how they get home. They don't know what happens to the other girls. Right. And maybe as far as they know, no one ever found them. And they just say they're all dead. But now Misty secretly is back or something. We don't know what the we don't because even That seems hard to believe that the, like no one would know that she was ever alive. There's but. a lot of questions obviously left unanswered, and, and rightfully so, since it's not just a miniseries. But even in the context of the adult lives for what we see, we don't really get a lot of the detail. We don't know what their story was. No, we don't know how they came back yet, which it, is why I'm thinking or that even there was what a they've, split. Or even what they've publicly said about everything. Yeah. That's the thing. So far, we have not witnessed any of those four, with the possible exception of Misty, since she did drug people, do anything out in the woods that would require this much secrecy and panic about. Right. But, obviously, we're still going. There's yeah, going to yeah. be a cold winter ahead. And there's a whole storyline with Shauna and being blackmailed over and obviously the baby she's pregnant with is not callie the daughter yeah the so, age doesn't sync up right right so i did that math too we don't know <laughs> god their daughter is like such a fucking brat yeah i know like jesus christ she's just awful yeah well i don't know it just leads you to think who are the real villains is it all of them did they all do something unforgivable at some point or another it seems, it seems possible like yeah they're all darker than we would think from the beginning well they all seem pretty close to it just by that last episode who knew what who knew lottie was still alive is there anyone else still alive i'm guessing at least one more if not more i think my biggest surprise by the end as it was going i really thought that we were going to see more death actually than what you end up seeing so the people that we knew came back were travis misty shauna Ty and Nat. Right. Then you learn Travis kills himself, and then Lottie's still alive too. Yes. But would Lottie be the only one of her cult to come out of the woods? Well, I that's. Think that, I think we're gonna find out there's more. I think Van is still alive because yeah. of her connection to Taisa, and that leads to more storylines. That could be. I think that's a fair prediction. But who knows? I, but a lot of them need to be dead though for it to be effective. Sure, so sure. It can't be too many more. <laughs> right, right. Or else it's like, well, who but cares like, then? Post crash, we only have two die. Laura Lee and Jackie. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like it. The thing is, a lot of times you feel like there's only like six of them, but then you see like a shot of them all like oh, in the well, cabin. Yeah. Like holy the shit! The amount of <laughs> Yellow Jackets who were alive after the crash is up for a lot of debate online. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of our Listeners and I were talking about this through DMs on Twitter where there was somebody pointing out like how many were at the funeral, like the first funeral when they bury Travis's dad and the right, pilots right. and all those people. If you count how many are in that circle and then you can assign the names to the ones you recognize and then there's like all these extra ones. And then occasionally throughout the first season, you'll see them around, but they don't uh -huh. really have names. Right. In fact, I think even on IMDb, some of them are just credited as like Yellow Jacket. <laughs> Number, number four and yeah. number two and stuff right. like that so how many there actually are is sort of amorphous like you're uh -huh. not really even sure there's some background ones sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not really sure why they chose to do it like that they could have just killed more in the initial crash if people were like well this isn't enough for a girl's soccer team it's yeah. like well okay well, some of them didn't make i guess it like at some point if we're heading towards factions they knew they needed to leave themselves some rope to play with yeah i'm sure some of those girls are gonna get killed off without much of a yeah much of a fuss and then like some of the the more noticeable ones will be a bigger deal or something right. who knows i'm looking forward to season two i hope that they don't 
do anything weird to ruin season one, but I also hope that they keep it in control because the fear is that it becomes lost by the end. And yeah, yeah. Nothing ever I is just, explained, and it doesn't matter anymore. They've set up some parameters so that this can only go so far, you would think. It's hard to imagine this really going beyond like three seasons based on... Well, I don't know. It's too hard to tell. Yeah, right true. Now. It'll, it, we I don't think know it'll how much ground it's going to cover. It'll be easier to tell after probably season two. Right, right. How much they want to get out of it. But hopefully the the showrunners and the people in charge of this thing have got a clear-cut plan from point A yeah. to point B. Well, I think that's better. It should just be however long it should be. Not everything should be like seven seasons, you know? No, I know. I just want them to have a plan, point A to point B. Yeah, yeah, Whatever yeah. that is. Right. They need to know what it is now rather than making it up as they go along because I don't think that works. Yeah, yeah, same. For shit like this. Right. Okay, folks, thanks for listening. Remember to check out Pam and Tommy on Hulu. That'll be a future Give Us a Second. You can find Yellow Jackets on Showtime. It's very enjoyable. I like it. I was able to watch it twice in a short amount of time without too much issue. Find us on Twitter at Greatest Pod. Make sure you're subscribed to this show on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, etc. Give us a rating and review. If you'd like a sticker, let us know. If you have any thoughts or theories about Yellow Jackets, make sure to tweet at us. Or slide into the old DMs. I'm always willing sure. to just send back a block of text, <laughs> which will probably frighten you away with all of my thoughts on these things. Anyway, Letterbox, Zach1983, Matt Crosby on there. We'll be back with a listener request episode, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
believe you thought I was going to book club this whole time. What? There's no book club? 